Dun, 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 dun. Oh, wait. I, no, I can't do my own theme song? What? Okay. Sorry. Welcome to Food Culture. We'll talk about the what's, the who's, and the why's that surround the food industry. I'm your host, Daniela Cintron, and no, I am not a chef, and I don't cook, so I'm your regular lady just curious as heck about what goes on in the kitchen and what happens when food brings people together. This is food culture. So I'm from Atlanta. Well, I'd say I'm from Atlanta. People from Atlanta are going to say, you're not, but I think I am. So I moved back to Atlanta after a few years of being away. And then I was just looking for good food. I mean, we miss good food. So I was looking and somehow on Instagram, I came through this account, Gorditas ATL. And it was saying that it was having an, a pop-up in a garage at a house. And I was like, huh? <laughs> And I look and it was like real tacos. And, you know, everybody sells real tacos, but then, you know, they are not. Or they're just like (laughs) those migajitas there of a little bit of meat and a little bit of cheese. And, you know, and then they add something that you're like, oh, my gosh, why would you put that on a taco? That is not a taco. So I was like, oh, my gosh. I told my husband, this looks legit. Like, I have to eat this. We made our way there. We plan around and we show up. And sure enough, it was a neighborhood and a house. Mm -hmm in a garage and it was packed Packed, yeah i thought i was crashing somebody's wedding or somebody's like (laughs) party because it was like a house party on the outside it was like a family people in the jar people hanging out and i was like is this the right place but then you guys both have very like familiar faces there's no way to miss that is you guys it's part of your brand so we loved it and unfortunately we didn't get to try food that day which unfortunately is actually fortunately because that meant you guys were killing it i've been a fan since that day tell me how did you guys how did what happened leading up to you guys opening a pop-up in your garage do you want to start sure so (laughs) with the pandemic i've been in food service for 14 years and then, you know, this global wide pandemic hit and I just lost my job with Panera. I was with them for eight years. And then after that, just lost job after job after job. I think I went through like four jobs in a matter of three months. Yeah. So with the food service industry and pandemic, there was just so many closings or people just tightening up their staff and yeah, just not making it. So we actually were out camping with our family one month in July and Jessica was like, Hey, like let's move to the country and have chickens and goats. And what it was we- just beautiful out there. But then we were like, what do people in the country even do for work? Like there's literally nothing out here. What would we do for our jobs? So that's when I was like, Oh, I'll sell boiled peanuts on the side of the road. Like, <laughs> I love boiled peanuts. It's the country. That's what, like, for me anyway, when I'm going to the country, I'm trying to find all the boiled peanut stands because I'm in the South and that's what I want. So we just kind of joked about it. Well, then that Monday, we went to go do grocery. And in Kroger, in the produce section, there was a quarter bushel of green peanuts for boiling. I have never in my life seen raw green peanuts for boiling at a grocery store Ever. It was like a really big bag just sitting there in the produce section. And we were like, what? It's okay, so we have to get the peanuts. <laughs> yeah, so we got the peanuts. And I was like, 
just putting all kinds of things in them because I wanted them spicy. I just knew they had to be spicy. So I was putting jalapeno, chile de arbol, ajo, like just adding all the things trying to get them spicy. Well, it turned out to be a whole lot of peanuts and just four of us in our home, like too many peanuts for four people. So we went on Instagram on my personal page and I was like, yo, who wants peanuts? Like we just boiled a shit ton of peanuts <laughs> and we need you to come buy them from us. So that turned into ATL peanuts. Like from one day to the next, the response was so huge. People were like, yes, 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 yes. Oh, so we were like, oh, we got to go buy more peanuts now. Yeah. This is a thing. Right. Yeah. It was a thing. So <laughs> ATL peanuts was born that way. So for probably like the first two months, we... It was a month, I think. Not long. Not a long time. No. It was just so busy to where that became my full-time job of boiling peanuts, delivering peanuts, people being on like a wait list because we've already sold 45 quarts of peanuts. And it was now a wait list like, for a wait list. It was yeah, crazy. Just crazy. So we decided that we would get a logo and like just do it. Well, one day we're just kind of driving around and Jessica says, babe, like, Instead of putting all of this money, time, and energy just into ATL peanuts, why don't we put some money, time, and energy into what has always been your dream of owning your own food truck and start Gorditas ATL? So just one random day, we're driving around, and that's how Gorditas ATL was birthed. She was like, let's put some money and time and energy into it. So the very next morning, I wake up. I make like 10 breakfast burritos in the kitchen <laughs> and I head to a quick trip to try and sell them to the amigos out there. Mm -hmm. That's pretty typical in Mexico. You, you can buy food on the street anywhere from anyone, any trunk, any car, any bike, like <laughs> yeah. that's the people you want to get the food from. So I um, rode up to a QT and sure enough, there was lots of friends there. But so there was also like a white cop there who just had this very presence about him that I felt like people felt almost intimidated to be inside of this gas station because he's just like, he towered over everyone and is just watching everyone's little move. And so that made me feel nervous because like, at this point, we don't have a license or insurance or anything. So I ended up just going outside and selling one burrito to one friend. And I watch him get in his work van with like, you know, seven other guys in there. And he like unwraps it and takes a bite and goes, hmm. And then I hear a guy say, ¿Dónde compraste eso? And he was like, that friend with the cooler. So, but then they drove off. So I sold one burrito and just was feeling a little crushed. But then that's how the burrito subscription started because Jessica with her smart brain was like, babe, burrito subscription. People can not subscription, but sign up. Just so like a pre-order. That's how we had been doing the peanuts was mm. people order through Instagram. We buy handwriting, just write everybody down, write down their phone number, write down how much, write down the pickup date or delivery date. And so we had been doing pre-order with peanuts. So we just thought, okay, let's do pre-order for burritos. But we're not going to deliver burritos. We found out the hard way that delivering peanuts would take, I mean, hours. We would spend five or six hours in the car one day. Exhausting. <laughs> yeah, and it's Atlanta. Yeah. Everything is so far. If you're in another yeah. neighborhood. It's so far. You're like, you look it up on the GPS. Okay, five miles. Great. No. <laughs> 30 minutes later, you're still yeah. out there. Yeah, we decided we'll just do a central location at a certain time and everybody can come to us. So we started doing pre-order burritos for Saturdays. And that was also part of the reason because I didn't have any equipment yet and I didn't know what it was gonna look like to really birth Gorditas ATL. So 
a couple weeks later, my parents came into town and we just kind of shared with my mom, like, like really in detail, my dream, the vision. And we drove out to Forest Park. There's like this big mercado out there. Basically, it's just like a bunch of produce stands. And I mean, anything you need to make any sort of Mexican street eats, you can find it there. So we're out there just getting some verdura and some little fruits. And my mom, like all of a sudden is like, okay, let's go. I'm buying your equipment. I want to add that your mom is a food business owner. She has a restaurant, so she understands the dream and just wanted to gift you with that. Yeah. So she bought us our first flat top. And so that's how the pop-up came about in the driveway was I needed to test the equipment before we could officially be like, yeah, we're this pop-up business and going to go start selling things. So yeah, because we didn't know how it was going to go, what we would need to do, what would pop up. But we knew that there would be, you know, a learning curve and that a great way to test out the equipment and what was required of us was to try it and just invite everybody. (laughs) And (laughs) And we did. did. (laughs) Yeah. As you saw, it was a huge successful pop-up. Yeah. So yeah. I think that people didn't just come out for the tacos. I think people came out. Uh I personally came out. Yeah, the tacos look good. I think you had posted something at that at that time already. Like I was already intrigued. But it was a vibe. There's a vibe about your business that is so inviting, that is so inclusive, that is so authentic. And I'm Mexican, born and raised in Mexico. So when I not only saw the pictures, but got a vibe from your business, I just felt home. I feel like I was tapping into my hometown and I was like, this is the real deal. This is you, you made me, you took me back home and I didn't even take a bite of that taco that day, but I was back home <laughs> and I got to share it with my, I brought my two year old and I was like, mija, mm-hmm. this is how we eat tacos in Mexico in somebody else's house. And you know, in Mexico that people just open up the garages and you're eating a lot and you're eating from somebody else. And that's what I felt. I was so excited. My husband kept saying, we're well past the bedtime of the child. I was like, I don't care. This is a once in a lifetime. I'm sitting here, even if I don't. <laughs> so you have created a brand or a business that brings people back home for those that that's home, or you're inviting others to be part of that home. And it's just so beautiful. Plus the food is amazing. Hands down. <laughs> so freaking good i got to try finally the food later you were so kind to reach out to us and my husband went and he's like of course i'm driving to get these tacos so he went drove them i ate it and then we followed you and you were having a pop-up at claremont hotel and i was like whoa fancy i'm thrilled (laughs) going my husband and i went on a date there and ate your burrito for the first time and that bite i will never forget it was eggs and chorizo and it had sour cream so if you put sour cream on that, I know that you know this, that, that you know that this is authentic. This is like, not everybody does that. And then your salsas, oh my gosh, it's like my mother made it. Perfect to the point. You are a fantastic chef and I want to thank whoever let you go, all those failures that you had, because they free you up to share that talent to the world. Because I'm sorry, Panera was never going to have this kick-ass tacos. We never <laughs> got to know them ever so thank you panera (laughs) all favor favor. so that's absolutely it's such a beautiful story and you guys work so well together so chef yvette 
you are fantastic. You probably have some of the best food I've ever tried, especially in the area. Gracias, amiga. It means a lot to me. And then, Jessica, you seem to be like, be the brains behind it. Like the person just like making it run. I feel like every chef needs somebody that's always thinking ahead, thinking ahead. Like, yes. Okay. <laughs> artist. Then Jessica's like, okay, we got to make this ching ching. So do you have a background in marketing or business or you're just good? No, I don't. Um, I, I actually never worked in the food industry. I, I worked at Starbucks. That's the closest I got, but that that's before they even did food. So I was really Working in coffee, I um, was like a shift manager and I did love, that's when I realized like, oh, I love running a shift, basically. I love delegating, I love seeing what needs to be done, finding the most efficient way to do it. Like that really appeals to my Capricorn nature. And then other than that, I have a background in education. But I don't know, I just took to it. And it's been, I was working a really challenging public education job when all of this started. And it was just, it was soul sucking. It was really, really hard. And this, this was my outlet and gave me a place to be creative and have fun. And I, I just loved it. I love interacting with people. I like making the connections. I really started to love uh, photographing the food and writing up little posts and just using, um, using language. Like I, I've always loved writing And, um, yeah, it's just been a really good fit and it's been really fun. You're really good at it. I'll tell you, I come from a marketing background. I absolutely love y'all's marketing. It's like I an agency behind it. There's so much thought and so much heart to it. And I think that's what makes a whole difference. You're not just posting to post or whatever. I really like what you guys do. And a lot of things I've learned, a lot of tricks I've learned from you. And I, <laughs> I do marketing for a living. And I'm like, whoa, this is good, guys. <laughs> Killed it, killing me at the game. So you guys have a, a, an amazing team. But I'm wondering, when you had this idea in the car, like you were driving and said, let's do this. Let's make your dream happen. When you said that, my skin just went, oh, like like chicken skin. We call it uh, piel de pollo porque uh, a lot of people don't have those guts to say, let's do it. You know, just take that jump, that leap of faith. That like, oh my gosh, I could lose it all. I could fail. I could, it could not work out. Like all those questions sometimes for many of us just blind us and we don't do it. So Do you feel that at the moment that you have to overcome it or it was a, not a question, let's do this? So during that conversation in the car, I literally just started crying because the thing for me was always one, not having a partner to just be like, fuck yes, let's do it. I'm with you. Let's go. So having that plus being at a point where I'm already not working because of the pandemic. Like I literally had nothing to lose. And I was on summer break. So I think it was divine timing in that sense that we were both free in a sense, in a way that we hadn't been. Plus the pandemic makes you feel like, well, it's rock bottom. There, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing to lose now. We'll try anything. Yeah. So we were just, I just was crying in the car and just like beside myself that we were, even just thinking about actually doing it. And um, yeah, we did it. And actually probably about three weeks ago, I have started doing gorditas full time. So like I quit the part-time job that I have and we're just 
I'm fully submerged in it now and literally it's just not stopping. And that's exactly what the dream is like to do this full time. I think it's really exciting too, because when we started, we didn't know really what it would look like or what we were doing, but jumped in. And for me, anytime I have a great idea, I usually just, you know, file it in the great ideas file. <laughs> but Yvette has this fire that she's just like, let's do it. Like, let's do it. And it's a great compliment that, you know, I'm definitely the practicality and um, this, that, yeah, I don't know. And, and Yvette has all the passion and, and the go for it. And um, yeah, I just think it's amazing. Even now it is growing in ways that we couldn't have predicted. Like we're, people want to book us for birthday parties, weddings, um, goodbye parties. Yeah. Farewell parties. Like we're, people will be like, come to my neighborhood and pop up in my driveway now because they want to bring this whole thing to their neighborhood. And that's, it's so beautiful. It's so fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Think about it, at the end of the day, food, that's what is food is supposed to be. And, and food is supposed to bring people together. Yeah. Uh, it's my husband always says, there's no such thing as a bad meal. It's just the company or the environment or the vibe or the, then that could totally ruin a meal for you. He said, yeah. this right. You would bring people together. You do it over food. It's the perfect mixture. And of course people want to be part of that. I'm not shocked at all. So what is <laughs> next for you guys? Like what, what do you guys want to do next? I know I remember seeing a fundraiser going on a GoFundMe for going mobile to get some wheels, to get a food truck. So is that what's next? Yeah, for sure. So that's just the dream. That's always been the dream for me is a food truck. So that's just what we're going to do. We're just going to work hard and diligently until we can get those wheels and be able to be mobile and take the warmth of. Can you? I can. <laughs> Community and um, a big piece of Yvette's vision. And I'm so glad that you feel this and that, that you receive it because I know this is really important to her is that her food and the vibe is completely inclusive. And it's just like, come to the table. So right before the whole pandemic thing and everything shut down, we just had this beautiful vision because we both know so many amazing people and it's really all about the people. And we just thought like, oh, it would be amazing if we could bring our big table outside to our porch and just like have lights and we'll make food and it will be, we'll call it come to the table and we're going to bring, we're going to pull all these people from these different parts of our lives or people we've met through other people and like just build community. That's what the whole thing is. So yeah, part of her vision is, just being totally inclusive and and um and our food being accessible and so part of you know having a food truck or a trailer now we're talking about a trailer it seems um smarter because then we don't have to rely on the engine of the food truck <laughs> um but getting a trailer and just being able to yeah go anywhere like pull up to like we've passed construction sites where we're like there's so many friends here working 
real hard. It would be amazing to just pull up and be like $2 tacos, you know, and, um, or go anywhere, you know, come to anyone's neighborhood who's like, Hey, come feed us today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that would be really another way to, to also talk about culture without talking about culture. You know, that, that funny meme going on right now, like talk about culture without talking about culture. Right. I would have just posted a picture of your tacos and your setup and like, this is it. This is how you are inclusive. This is doing it, not just talking about it. So that's something that I really admire about the whole brand that you guys have going on. I can't tell you how excited I am to know that you quit that part-time job and now you're full-time because you are an artist at its fullest galore right now. And Alana, just better watch out for what you have coming. I'm always like a fan. That's so beautiful, guys. I really, really appreciate that you guys are sharing this with the community. Chef Yvette, where are you from? Like, where's your background from? Yeah, so I am first generation born in the U.S. My father's family is from Pachuca Hidalgo, and my mother's family is from Acámbaro, Guanajuato. So I've visited both places. I lived in Pachuca for three years when I was 10, and recently here have been exploring the Acámbaro side of the family. Uh, my parents have a home there, so Jessica and I, and I actually plan to go in July and to just, one, for her to be able to see where my family is from and also to just take advantage of being there. And I want to just go sit in some kitchens, or not sit, but be in some kitchens with some abuelas and some tios and just learn, you know, some tips and tricks and bring it home to to this pop-up slash food truck. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. yeah, we want to go eat with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's funny because you don't meet a lot of people from Pachuca, but I was born and raised in Tulancingo, which is just oh, wow. down the street. I have family yeah. in Pachuca too. So every time I go to Mexico, we go to Pachuca and, you know, we eat the pastas. You guys uh, definitely, definitely have to go make your way to Tulancingo for some barbacoa. It is the best in the world. I will always say that, you know, they make it in the hole on the ground with the maguey leaves and ooh, they eat it for breakfast. Wow. I don't know how. I eat it all day, any day, every day. Eat it in my yes. So I love that. If you ever made barbacoa in your jar, I can tell you I'm going to cry. <laughs> but that will require... Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would lose it. But yeah, but that would require a hole. So I'm not sure that you guys want to do that. <laughs> but guys, I'm super, super excited. Again, it's Gorditas ATL. Find them on Instagram. Find them on GoFundMe and go help out for the food truck, food trailer, whatever it is just so you can keep spreading the love. Please don't stop doing what you're doing. And um, we're, it's just, we're honored to have you in this city. I'm incredibly honored and I'm excited to eat those burritos on Saturday. Gracias, gracias, Daniela. Maybe one day we can join the kitchen and, you know, mix flavors and, you know, whatever comes out, comes out. Once this pandemic is over, we should have one of those family dinners. Everybody bring their own and we'll share. Yes. We will host the first come to the table when this is, safe for everyone to reunite and we will we yes. will absolutely do that i love it thank you so much yvette and thank you so much jessica i appreciate that yeah thank you bye guys Ciao. Ciao. bye